0: What up, Oasis G- people? G- hey. hey,
1: I like that. We should do that more often. I office. was coming yeah. in strong. What's up? It's like the perfect three-person introduction.
0: <laughs> we should like harmonize at one point and say hi Welcome. at the same time, but in harmony. I, I just did. it. I see. This yeah. is the problem. Start.
2: Do you started, Brennan, and then me and Jane will fill in. I can't. Just do it. give us something. Do it. Just please. It. Uh, take a deep breath and just I, I try. I
0: always sing off pitch. If I'm I on know. The me spot. too. That's <laughs> why I want you to do it. Hello. Do it. Dan, you're supposed to hold it. <laughs> I held it. it. That was
2: No, nice. no, you got was, like eight seconds.
1: Hey, someone, if uh. you want to send that to like a producer, I give you permission. I really want to try this. No, no, I'm out. Uh, uh. I'm not your jukebox, Ben. It's
2: not about jukebox. We're trying to be in unity right now.
0: Uh,
1: that's and good. we welcoming people.
0: Can you imagine how funny that would have been if that's how we started though and they were just uh, weren't expecting
1: it? You absolutely should have let me hit the, the last note, not the first note. Okay. I shouldn't start us. I should finish it. You think so? Absolutely.
0: He's just gonna do it bad on purpose. Hello. Hello. (laughs) You gotta get in. I got nervous. I got nervous. (laughs) Oh my goodness! To the podcast. Hey, welcome. We need to get going.
1: (laughs) We're doing serving today. Why? Really? Why serving is important, and what you think? What we think you should do with this topic of service that seems to come up all the time in the Bible. Churches are always harping about it in their Sunday services, and you just keep hearing it, but maybe you haven't decided you're going to participate in it yet. So, we want to give you just a little bit of why we would articulate that it's important. And to do that, I'm just going to start with just kind of this idea of church as family. I mean, it's (laughs) something the church here at Grace Point is talking about all the time. But it, it should be a way we look at church as more than just an organization we participate or a building we come to. It's the body of Christ. It's something we've chosen to participate in as a group of people. And because you've chosen to participate in this body of people, this group that's following Jesus, you should see them as more than just people you see once a week. They should be something greater than that. And and I get I get it's a large church here at Grace Point, and even Oasis is big for a lot of people. So you're not going to know everybody perfectly, but you should have some sort of family metaphor, family language associated around your church congregation. And I think we've done that in the last couple of years yeah. at Oasis, definitely. And Ben even said on Sunday, if you listen to his message, he calls you all his children. I, yeah, that got emotional. <laughs> yeah. It's good, though, because it's true. Like, yeah. As a staff, we definitely love all the people in Oasis, like brothers and sisters and children or whatever other family <laughs> language you want to use. And we and Oasis has become a family for a lot of people. Sure. And because we see the congregation as a family and church as a family and church as the body, there's this aspect that love plays a huge role in that. And as a loving person, as a part of the the church family, you should be not just someone who comes and participates or someone who comes and takes advantage of the opportunities or the services we have going, but someone who contributes out of love and an overflow of wanting to care for the people around them. So that's where we, we really want to start it, is at this idea of church is more than, more than just a building it's more than just an organization it's a group of people following after jesus you participate in that group of people and because of that love should overflow out of you in these acts of service to those people yep. and Then from that- there I think yeah. Jane has got to keep Yeah, rolling. I mean,
0: one of the, with this in mind, one of the issues that the church struggles with today, um, that our culture struggles with in general, is just a consumerism of thinking that everything needs to serve me, everything needs to revolve around me, cater to me, meet my needs, my preferences. But when you look at the church as not as that organization, as Brendan said, but as a family, as something you're a part of, you should be able to set aside your. Um, immediate wants or desires or preferences to be a part of that unit um, I mean if you think about your family whether you have a healthy family or an unhealthy family you serve each other and your various roles and if one person in the family wants everything to revolve around them you usually have a lot of conflict oh, and a yeah. lot of tension yeah. and we in the church treat the church like that I'm only going to go to the church that plays the music that I like or the preacher that preaches the way that I like or I don't want to get up on Sunday morning and go to church so I'm just going to wait until 4 o'clock on Sunday afternoon and watch something online of a church that not even a part of that body. Um, so just when we um, are looking at the topic of service, it, it provides this opportunity for us to set aside that consumerism and really be a part of something and serve it and take ownership of our role in that family, in that group.
1: Yeah, that's super that's good. good. And that and really, it's a command, right? Like yeah. It's not something we optionally get to pick. This is put put to us in Scripture very, mm-hmm. very clearly of Jesus's not only example, but his teaching. So in Mark nine thirty five, Jesus sits down the twelves and he, the twelve, and he tells them, "If anyone wants to be first, he must be last of all and a servant of all." And, and we don't we want to be the person necessarily sometimes on stage or who leads the worship or has the glorified position, but Jesus's command is to become the servant, and, and he does that in his example too. So Ben, what are these examples? Yeah, what's awesome mm-hmm. is
2: on his last night. Sitting with the disciples, going through the Last Supper, like he know, like he knows it's his last night. He is, he has warned them that this is coming. It has not fully been comprehended. But there becomes ultimately this conversation between the disciples. Like he goes through the Last Supper, and there, be, there comes this conversation between, like, who's going to be the greatest, who's going to be the least, and and Jesus is looking at me. He overhears the conversation because he jumps in right away. And he talks about this reality that one, he himself, which he has said before and taught them before, like he didn't come to be served, but to serve. Yeah. And he's he's not just like, he's not rearranging or restructuring what it looks like to even have authority in, in a certain group or family or church. He's literally abolishing this whole idea of structure of what it means to be a leader, what it means to be the greatest. Hmm. And so he, he he says, it's not about who's going to be the greatest, but really the greatest in the kingdom of God is actually who is the least it's who is going to become the slave of all who is going to serve everyone around them and then he goes and as a, the man god <laughs> jesus is knowing he's going to die a death that all of the people that are sitting around the table that they deserve to die that he's dying for them that they would be in right relationship with god paying for their sin as king and as lord instead of knowing it's his last night wanting to be comfortable, wanting to potentially be served. I just think, like, if it's my last night and I know it, like, you think about mm. the last meal for the people yeah. that got like or It's like, I want to be served. Like, okay, I'll make it about me. It's all because about it's my purposes. last yeah. day, all about mm-hmm. my preferences. He gets down, he wraps a towel around his waist, and he washes the disciples' feet in the greatest act of service, especially in that time in reality where washing uh, a feet in this time was a work of a slave. Mm-hmm. It's, it's what would happen to the workers in a home where people would come in, and that would be because – they're wearing sandals. It's dirty. Like the feet are the nastiest part of the body. Yeah. And he gets down on his knees and he literally bows before them, serving them perfectly. And he says, those of you who want to be the greatest in the kingdom of God will be the least you will serve. And it's just the perfect, beautiful picture. Like I know Brennan hates this, but we did this at our, at my wedding. <laughs> I don't hate it. <laughs> no, you said you hate it. <laughs> I remember exactly specifically. You said you didn't like it at, when people did at weddings uh, for us. It was, which is okay. You can say that. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not offended, but you're fired. I'm um, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. But just the picture of, like, me washing Abby's feet, it's not, I'm I'm not her leader. Like, I'm not the authoritative, like, she's going to serve me and submission. Like, no. In that act of submission, it was the reality, like, as your husband, mm-hmm. like, because I love you. I'm going to do what I can to serve you because even as Ephesians says, like out of your reverence, out of your, your love for Jesus, out of reverence for Christ, submit to one another. Yeah. And he's just like the greatest aspect of being a leader or being a disciple of Jesus is how do you serve people? Well, mm-hmm. and we want to be like Jesus because Philippians mm-hmm. tells us you among, have this mind among yourselves, um, which is ultimately in humility. It's the one that Jesus had. Uh, yeah. Think of others better than yourself. And so that, include service.
1: Yeah, and I th- I think you can even continue that idea in Philippians two, it's just this beautiful text of humility and it, it puts exactly what Ben's saying. It's five through seven and it's have the same mind among yourselves as those who in Jesus Christ, who was the very form of God, did not account did not count equality with God to be something grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man. Like do we understand what this is even telling us or what the idea of Ben is? This is God. God in the flesh, God, who deserves all praise, all worship, and and didn't take that equality with the Father, something to be grasped or lord, lord, lorded over others, but rather became a man, became a mm-hmm. servant, was willing to wash feet, take on the slave work of his culture, and love and serve in that way. Yeah. It, it blows me away.
0: If that doesn't put you in your place, I don't know what will. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now you can change a diaper in our preschool, <laughs> our infant place. I don't know if they wear diapers in preschool. Do they? Hope some not. do, some do, oh. some do. Okay. Yeah. Shoot, I don't know. I'm All not right. a parent.
2: <laughs> My son did.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's just reality, unfortunately. That's good. Okay. Yeah, and I think just other reasons why we serve, and we're gonna do separate podcasts on giftings. Um, it's really actually easy to like if you want to know what are the spiritual gifts, what are the giftings given to Holy But we're gonna do its own podcast. But there's two numbers you have to remember, and it's four and twelve. Mm. And so you first Peter four, Ephesians four spiritual gifts and then first corinthians 12 and romans 12 spiritual gifts so 12 yeah. and 4 nice. and then you got to remember romans ephesians first Peter, first romans. <laughs> and which one goes with which just just 4 <laughs> and 12 and then look at everything and if there's um <laughs> but the reality is god gave us spiritual gifts uh empowering us to be able to build up the bodies if ephesians 4 tells us um He equips the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, which is all believers, until we attain the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. So we're giving gifts to build each other up, to attain unity, so for unity and encouraging one another, Mm -hmm. which means to serve one another. We've been giving gifts to serve uh, one another well. So... Like, the reality of just building up the body is helping each other become more like Jesus. So we're having the same mindset of Christ and wanting to serve each other. We've been gifted through the power of the Holy Spirit to do that well. And the whole purpose of spiritual gifts is to serve the body.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Very well put, Ben. (laughs) And the last really important point we're going to point out, (laughs) point we're going to point out, gosh, I'm (laughs) on fire this morning. You're crushing it. (laughs) But what we we do want to say is there's something about serving in the church that can really help you discover your passions and build on those passions. Like, mm. I don't know if I recognized how passionate I was about meeting with young adults or about small groups. Are these different things that I just have been so influential in my life until I started to serve and lead some of those organizations mm. or like those aspects or even like things you're not passionate about? You know, when you took the tech job to run slides mm-hmm. and you you figured out, hey, maybe this isn't something I'm super passionate about. There's also the aspect of, hey, you're not gonna always have to serve and whereas you want, to continue yeah. to serve even like who loves running slides. I don't know, maybe someone.
0: There are some people. Yeah. I love those people. He <laughs> <Contra laughs> <Shout Gina. out, laughs> likes sli- running slides.
1: slides. <laughs> but then there's also like, okay, what if you're really passionate about playing drums. Like we'd love to equip you in that passion and help you get better at that and help you mm-hmm. express that and I just think it's awesome how the church can become something that as a body helps you grow in your passions but also recognize your passions. Mm-hmm. And service is a huge part of that. Yep. But service yeah. isn't always good. Uh-oh. Right? There's got to be some catch or some pitfalls regarding in like especially church service. And what are they? Uh
2: mm-hmm. right, first Let's one go. And, and Richard Foster's book, Celebration of Discipline, he goes through all the different disciplines, and one of those disciplines is service because it is a command of Scripture. But also in those disciplines, the whole point of them is they are opportunities, and we'll talk a little bit about this later, that are used for transformation. Mm-hmm. Like like Aaron, I don't know if it's the last Sunday or two Sundays ago, Pastor Aaron who preached on Sunday morning here at Grace Point, he said, "I've never felt more like a disciple than when I'm serving." And it's like, oh, that's beautiful because yeah. there are moments when we serve that it just, it brings out transformation, helps us become more like Jesus. But one of those pitfalls in service is <clears throat> either you're doing it for Jesus, for the glory of God, or for self-righteous
0: mm-hmm. reasons. Yeah.
2: Um, and so it's trying to figure out, okay, well, what's the difference between how do I know when I'm serving for God? How do I know if I'm being self-righteous? Um, and the few things that he says in his book, you say, one, well, self-righteous service comes through human effort where... Serve, true service for the church, for the glory of God, comes from a relationship with Jesus. It's recognizing, like, okay, because I have spiritual gifts from the Holy Spirit, He's mm-hmm. empowered me to do service. Mm-hmm. Um, it also is a recognition that self righteous uh, desires and ultimately even requires external rewards, where true service um, rests. I don't even know if rest is a, re- is a good word, but is okay with not being praised.
1: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's. I'm
2: willing to serve because I know this isn't about me. Click slides um, when nobody knows you're clicking when no slides. no one knows, yeah. unless yeah. Ben calls you out from the stage. Because sometimes I do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I
0: like when people do that, but that's a
1: different,
2: <laughs> different conversation. Let people know. Uh, yeah. Self-righteous service is temporary. True, true service um, builds into the kingdom of God. Has eternal perspective, but also it lasts uh, for. A life. Mm -hmm. It's your lifestyle. It's like I'm picking this up, having the mindset of Christ and humility to become a servant Mm -hmm. for the people around me. So it's just, am I doing this for me? Am I doing this for Jesus? Um, When I have had moments in my life where I've stopped liking areas where I'm serving in, all of a sudden the passion I had is now gone. Usually that means I'm desiring some sort of recognition and I need Mm -hmm. repentance. So there's sin. And that where I need to actually let go, like, this isn't about me. This mm. is about Jesus. And when that happens, like, all of a sudden the passion comes back because I'm remembering and reminding myself, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. So just be on the lookout. That's a yeah. one potential pitfall.
0: Yeah. Another potential pitfall that we can fall into is um, serving out of guilt. Um, and I think there can be kind of two facets to this. Either we're serving out of guilt um, because people have put that pressure on us. We've heard it taught, like – Everyone's always like, get involved, serve, or we're serving out of a a place of guilt where God has convicted us that we're not serving. And I think that obviously the guilt that God gives us is a good guilt because it's a guilt that should empower us to do what he actually asks us to do. And so if you find yourself serving in a position where you're serving out of guilt, you feel like you're serving out of obligation – it may be time to wrestle with why do you feel guilty? Do you feel guilty because of other people's pressures they put on you, expectations they have of you? Or do you feel guilty because God has put a conviction in your life for a specific thing and you're not doing it well or you're not doing it at all? Or, you know, process through that, pray really. I mean, get good counsel around you in the midst of that. Um. Because you don't want to continue to serve out of guilt, because um, that'll get into other pitfalls that we're literally going to go into mm-hmm. next, if Brennan's oh, yeah. jumping in.
2: That'll preach. You need to repeat that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is good. No,
0: seriously, say that
2: again. <laughs> but I'm not joking. Say it like, again. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> the like whole the idea of Well, Which just <laughs> the main line of it, the reality yeah. that,
0: oh, man. Oh,
2: boy. Uh, you're going to have to repeat it, because okay. I don't even remember it is that good. Uh, <laughs> serving out of guilt. I mean, you're going to have to say it, because yeah. I lost it. I already lost it. Are you serving out of guilt? Because, because of, the of pressures. external pressures yeah. from people or is there an internal conviction yeah. from the spirit where you know what man i'm not living into my yeah. being a part of the mm-hmm. body that god has asked me part of and then yeah. get, oh and get
0: good counsel everyone just rewind just hit the 30 second back
1: button <laughs> it's a couple yeah, and of times reiteration I, mine was terrible <laughs> just listen to Jana which oh, is boy. just
2: good advice in general.
1: And we don't even stop there. There's a couple more <laughs> oh, pitfalls yeah, we so kind of want you to watch out for. And and really these two almost go hand in hand. They can we they, we can see them in different aspects, but one is just this idea of half-hearted service mm-hmm. where you've committed to this thing and Ben said maybe you've lost your passion passion for it or you didn't really have it right away, but it, you kind of felt like it was forced on you or different things like this, but you now come and you serve and you give in whatever way, small group leading, welcoming the door, filling coffee cups. I don't I don't know what mm-hmm. it is, but and you only do it with half of a heart or some passion. Mm-hmm. And that, that's not fair, not only to yourself, because I think there's something more for you in that when you bring your whole heart, your whole self, even to mundane tasks of service. But also it, it kind of robs the people you're serving. They're not getting the best you, which is the second half of what I want to talk about. And yeah. how, Before you get there, here's, oh, oh. and here's
2: why this is important. In Colossians 3, whatever you do, work heartily, is for the Lord and not for men. Yeah, Because yeah. even in that, so like this is not just something we're saying. This is scripture. He's mm-hmm. saying do it. Because yeah, you're robbing other people from being served well, but you're also robbing glory for Jesus because you are not putting everything into that Mm -hmm. service and into that moment.
1: Yeah. And And then continuing off of that, if you don't put your whole heart into it or you struggle with the task itself, I think in the church, we've sometimes slipped into this idea that we don't need to do it as well as other places. I mean, mm-hmm. businesses, there's this level of execution that a lot of times needs to happen, or there's repercussions for not doing that. In the church, mm-hmm. you're just a volunteer. A lot of us yeah. aren't staff members, you know? So therefore, if we don't do our best, or we, we you give it half effort, and we don't put our, yeah, even our best foot forward in whatever we're doing, we don't feel like there's any really real re- repercussions for that. It's okay that I didn't do yeah. the best work yeah. in myself, because nobody's really getting harmed. But it's the same pitfalls. Not only are you robbing yourself, you're robbing God of his glory, you're robbing other people of the opportunity to engage in your service or to Mm -hmm. engage through the service or act you're doing. So come to it with the best you got, give it everything you got, and try to give it your whole heart while you're doing it.
0: Mm -hmm. One of my professors in college used to always say, holy shoddy is still shoddy. Mm -hmm. So like, even if it's for the glory of God, if it's still bad, it's still bad, yeah. you know. So yeah, yeah was, this idea uh, of
2: and and I've only been in the context of well, I guess that's not fair. We talk about a lot in on worship team mm-hmm. of like we want to strive for, per, per, yeah. for for perfection, mm-hmm. recognizing that mistakes happen, failures yeah. happen. But in the striving of perfection, it's not that again. And this is where the we need to check ego all the time. Mm-hmm. But in that, we think God is most glorified when we are putting that best foot forward, yeah. we are with everything that we are, we are, we are trying to strive for perfection, knowing that mistakes are okay, failures yeah. are okay. The problem is, like you said, we get right into that immediate slippery slope of what well, failures are okay, mistakes are okay, then I stop trying, then I yeah. stop practicing, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. then I stop showing up early, yeah. and I'm, I'm just walking in late. I'm not putting actually full effort into mm-hmm. every aspect mm-hmm. of what it means to be a follower of jesus i get complacent and complacency mm-hmm. leads to rationalization of sin listen to the last message from sunday night there you me. go let's go let's
1: go. <laughs> let's go but not only are there pitfalls there's a ton of benefits in oh, yeah. let's get positive <laughs> yeah <laughs> to, to flip the script on you there's things that oh my goodness are incredible benefits of serving so what are they well
2: Acts twenty thirty five says, in all things I've shown you that by working hard, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said it is more blessed to give mm. than to receive. And so some of these benefits, these blessings, one... I always, I, I'm not nervous to use the word blessing, but in the church and in life, I think we have defined blessing in a way that is unhealthy, okay, where, yeah. where we have put expectations of what I think it means to be blessed, which is where you get some of that prosperity gospel coming in. Mm-hmm. But one of those blessings, and I think the ultimate, and the reality is, as we talked about this earlier, is transformation. It's yeah. we grow in our faith. I'm becoming more like Jesus when I am laying more of myself down and serving people, when I'm becoming humble. like There mm-hmm. is just beautiful becoming like Jesus in, in, in faith and character mm-hmm. and then ultimately even in skill and competency, Yeah, um, transformation happens when we serve.
1: Mm-hmm. And in that, I think it recognizes that transformation happens because you're not perfect. That's yeah. so good. Because mm-hmm. I've also heard this idea where it's like, you know, I don't know if I'm ready yet to serve. I don't yeah. know if I'm who I need to be. And, yeah. and some of that might be correct. Like have a, a good conversation with someone. If you don't feel like you're spiritually healthy, maybe you shouldn't engage in especially places where you're going to have leadership or platform because mm-hmm. the scripture teaches opposite yep. of that. But you're never <laughs> the things you're dealing with, we'd still love to equip you in service to do something, so yeah. come have a conversation with us you're you're not too broken to serve mm-hmm. you're not too far gone to serve. Jesus is calling you yeah. and asking you and commanding you yeah. to serve, so you don't 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 be perfect to yeah. do it
0: yeah, I mean, even you just said we strive for perfection, mm-hmm. we don't expect that you are already perfect, yeah, um, so there's room to grow, and we want you to grow. Yeah.
1: One of the things that's really been awesome over the last year is we've created a ministry team, which we're going to talk about here in a second through Oasis. Service also gives you an opportunity to interact with community in a more deep way. Like, I, I've been praying through some some prayer requests that I've gotten from people over the last couple of weeks of just loneliness and not being able to connect in different ways and my two greatest pieces of advice are one, get involved in a small group yep. mm-hmm. and give, give something to the small group because I think we have this misconception if, if I just show up it's yeah. just gonna happen. Yep. Like no. You gotta give a little too to yeah. get a little out of that small group. Your is not giving. It's yeah, exactly. Yeah. But also in acts of service, like our ministry team is 60, 70 people right now who mm-hmm. consistently on Sunday nights or through events or through small groups are different ways like that, are engaging in the body and serving. And that gives us more opportunities, whether it's a Monday night a month or that 15 minutes to an hour before service where they're interacting with each other and you're getting to know people's names and their stories mm-hmm. and you found out where they live and what they're interested in. Like, that's yeah. a way to connect in yeah. Jesus-centered community. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. don't miss that.
2: Yeah, man, that's so good. Yeah, because even when I was, before being a pastor, before being called to ministry, like, I was, there was a legitimately, and I felt it, I was never more like fulfilled and satisfied in Christ than when I was serving. If mm-hmm. I like when I was not serving versus when I was when I first became a Christian there I, had, I found more fulfillment in Jesus mm-hmm. and I, don't, I can't fully explain it yeah. but it just mm-hmm. and, and being a part and some of that is the connection with people and helping people and laying down yourself is so good mm-hmm.
1: yeah. and we would mm-hmm. we would miss something if at the end of this podcast we didn't give at least our Brookings people or Grace Point people opportunities to serve. Because we've talked a lot about church, but we'll even go a little bit beyond that when we talk about the community in this. But what are some opportunities they can serve right now starting this week if they wanted?
0: I mean, we've got a ton of age-based ministries that are always looking for people to serve. So we've got our Kids Point. Uh, which includes, you know, nursery, preschool, um, the elementary age kids, the first through third grade, um, and they love having college students. It All of those atmospheres are so fun. Whether you want to sit and chill with, like, a little newborn and just hold them and it'd be cute, or you want to run around and play games with, like, third graders, like, it's so fun. I mean, we've got .45, which is our fourth and fifth graders. It's even same thing, just a little bit older. And then you can get into our youth, you know, middle school and high school, um, they're fun. That's an opportunity where you can maybe get into some little bit more deeper conversation with them as they get older. Our middle mm-hmm. schoolers are incredibly wise in ways you would not expect. So <laughs> like, yeah, it's always fun. I love all of those age groups. I would serve in every single one of them. Yeah, kid. and,
1: and Kids Point does Wednesdays, Wednesdays Wednesday yeah. nights and Sunday mornings. Yep. And Point Four Five does Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings. GSM yeah. does Wednesday nights. Yeah. So if you're looking for even more specifics, contact us. We'd yeah, love sure. to get in contact yeah. with you. And then beyond that, Oasis has set up this ministry team specifically for people who are listening to podcasts like this or hearing messages like this or seeing the command in scripture and want to engage in this way. For the longest time, we didn't have an opportunity like this. You were either on our leadership team or you didn't really get to serve. Now we have an opportunity for you. Mm -hmm. It's really simple. Just grab a connection card or just check the link. I'm sure we'll post it again sometime But our ministry team works in a handful of different ways, and it it does that because we want you to be able to serve in ways that you're passionate about. So whether Mm -hmm. it's Sunday night and before service or after service, setting up and taking down, we legit could not do our Sunday night service the way we're able to do it without the people who week in, week out give of themselves and their Mm -hmm. time and their talents to set up snack and coffee and the info desk and the merch table and the Mm -hmm. banners, all of these little details you'd have no idea go into it. But volunteers are coming and they're doing that stuff. And you could be a part of that and meet people, serve in that way. You could be one of our small group leaders where we love connecting people who are passionate about leading small groups and equipping them with resources and different just trainings and teachings and giving them people to kind of shepherd over if they're looking for people. It's just been awesome. Worship and tech, Jaina can probably talk more about that.
0: Oh, man. I mean, I feel like... I i love working with college students but you guys leave all the time so every year my team is different so i'm always looking for people you know um i think particularly tech scares people because they're like i've never done it but Mm -hmm. you can literally be trained on anything so if you have any interest in it i can teach you i can have someone teach you if i don't know it trust me (laughs) but i mean if you play an instrument they can teach me tech
1: they can teach you tech yeah i believe in
0: you yeah if you play an instrument like connect you again don't have to be perfect we can walk through that together.
1: And then yeah. this year has been the weirdest year ever, but we usually have yeah a, a plen-, plen plethora of uh, oasis a oasis events. A cornucopia. A cornucopia. <laughs> <laughs> I love
0: we have that a word. smorgasbord. Oh, a that charcuterie board. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh.
1: <laughs> we got a ton of oasis events that we do. That literally, if you brainstorm it, we've probably thought of it or tried oh, yeah. it. Yeah. And when we do those, we need help, Peach. Yeah. Like we want we want people signed up for our events team, and when those come back or whatever capacity or form they come back in. We would love your help just I don't whatever doing whatever. Set up, tear down, yeah. facilitating the event, you name it, we'd love your help for it.
2: Yeah, and I think my favorite and, and Brennan mentioned this a little bit, but my favorite aspect of when we started this ministry team right. To create opportunity for those who want to serve and get involved in any capacity in any way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Give them opportunity. But like we meet once a month mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and you, you guys join us and our leaders cause our leaders meet weekly within the ministry team. We meet once a month and to be able to do training, to see each other, mm-hmm. to for you, for, for you guys to come and be a part of hearing teaching from me and Brennan or Jaina. Um, but to also have that community aspect, yeah. that is one of my favorite moments, um, of ministry. Just like we come together, we celebrate together. We, yeah. we cry mm-hmm. together. we, I just get excited together. We learn and 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 teach each other really, and it's I it's one of my favorite things. So if you're yeah, if you want to get involved with the of Sunday nights, um, there's multiple opportunities. Just connect with us. Go on our in- socials. We'll I'll make Brennan put up the um, link for application for ministry team. Yeah, yeah. Click yeah. on it, and then um that's just that's just family ministry stuff. That doesn't yeah. include Sunday morning big church grace point stuff we once a month there's a thing called one thing where grace point intentionally tries to partner with someone in the community to do service outreach mm-hmm. different types of things um and so once a month there's opportunity to get together to find out and it's always in the in the foyer of grace point uh there's a i don't know station what's it called one thing kiosk it's, is it a kiosk well it's yeah and it's, it's giving the grace, giving grace, kiosk. grace kiosk. Kiosk. yeah oh yep. Yeah. which is where the one thing thing is at. but yeah just go there there's opportunities to get connected there. Um, but there are also opportunities to to serve on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we, there's moments where you can be a part of the welcoming team. I think I think Sunday morning does welcoming team awesome. Um, we do InfoDesk, all of it. So there are yeah. plenty of opportunities to get involved and serve in the church.
1: And if you want to go beyond the Grace Point walls, we would love love that. You know, there's nothing... Yeah. Limiting you to Grace Point, I think there is something extremely important about engaging in the church body and serving, but there are, some people are called to do different things in the community, so 100%. go check what, what what's offered in your community wherever you are listening to this and see what uh, uh, opportunities are available, and when you do that, become a consistent volunteer. Be, be consistent. Mm-hmm. There's something more important than just once a year or once a, a, every six months deciding you're going to go to to the humane society and walk dogs like there's something about showing up week in week out and and giving something to that organization even though they're not going to pay you because you're probably volunteering Mm -hmm. and yeah it's just powerful yeah and if you have something you're passionate about
2: whether it's something to do with with students college high school i mean anything yeah if there's something you even want to start let us know and we'll figure out how can we partner with you Mm -hmm. to figure out how to get this thing done and if we don't know how we'll ask and we'll yeah. ask the resources we have and the networks we have, I think. In, uh, so we, I like to say, especially with our Oasis, because Oasis, we got college and young adults. We have campus and community. Mm-hmm. And we're always looking for opportunities and ways to reach community and to reach the campus. And this is, uh, for us, it's three minds I'm trying to figure out what this looks like. And I've recognized, like, what I'm passionate about, other people might not be passionate about, but recognize what other people are passionate about, maybe I'm not passionate about. Yeah. But how do we mm-hmm. help serve and resource you guys to accomplish the things God's asking you to do here in Brookings? Yeah,
1: yeah. And I just want to end us with this one line that we have at our church that's been said consistently over the years, but really when it comes to service, we truly want more for you than we want from you. Like, as you mm-hmm. come and you serve in our ministry areas in any of this, or if you serve in the community, we want you to have a powerful relationship that's flourishing with Jesus. We want you to see God doing things in the midst of our ministry. We'll, we, we want you to thrive as you serve here. And yes, we need these things accomplished. Absolutely. If nobody shows up to help us as a staff, we will not be able to do what we're doing. But we, we truly do want more for you than we want from you. Mm-hmm. So believe that. And yeah. is there anything else we got to tell the people?
2: Negatory. <laughs> that's
1: good, because we just did it. Service, why it's important, why you should get involved, and I'm expecting you all to sign up. Get it.
2: Oh, man, <laughs> we're going to have everyone at, um,
1: involved with the Oasis involved in the ministry team.
2: We're going to create another service. Yeah. But think
1: about it. Think about it. Legit, yeah. don't just listen to the podcast and think it's important, but, but look at maybe in areas of your life where you'd want to get more involved because mm-hmm. that's what we're called to do. We're not called to just be hearers, but doers of the word, so... We love you. Peace out, and we will catch you next week. See you
0: guys. Bye.